Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome. Welcome to everyone uh, to this brand new episode of uh, Dangi Cinerama with your host Rags and Jerry. So, hey Jerry, what's up man? Hey Rags, how, how are you? How have you been? It's been more than a year right now, I'd say. We've we've entered 2022. I think the last time we had a podcast was in 2021. I don't even know which month it was. It's been definitely more than three four months since we had a podcast. Yeah. So I think what happened, Jerry? We were planning to do it every week or every month. What happened yeah. to us? Uh, no idea. Just work or uh, something or the other just uh, come into picture. So we never we never got a chance to actually to do anything. It's a very yeah. boring. It's a very boring answer, but this is a reality. <laughs> right. The reality is that we, how much ever we love films, is always something else that's taking precedence. So right. we're not able to do these podcasts or this con, these conversations about films that we watch, films that we like. Yes. And maybe it's also the case that there were not many films that we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, there was Dune that we wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. Maybe. 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 No, the 2021 the 2021 2021 version dune yes yeah. maybe in a couple of weeks we'll do that as well yeah. um but yeah so um, i think in 2022 the reason why we are doing this podcast is because of one particular film that possibly um, got our attention um so do you mind telling jerry so what is the film that we are going to talk about today and in in particular you know what got your interest in this film uh the the film which actually got to our attention i would say is i would say not even much attention <laughs> the film <laughs> the power of the dog by the power of the dog yeah directed by jane champion or jane campion how do i don't know i don't know how you pronounce it but yeah Don't new- I don't know if she's a, a in New Zealand if you have a different way of pronouncing but yeah we should yeah. be okay with Jane Campion for now for this podcast yeah, yeah. so was there anything particular that uh, that got you interested in this film the only thing was oscar buzz that's it i would say nothing but but that that's that's very recently right i think we we no 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 uh, i think talking about this film even before it got the oscar nod right Yeah, but there were already, you know, when uh, when the film oh. was to be released in uh, Netflix. Achha. Prior to that itself, there was a buzz going on uh, that uh, that this would be nominated. Uh, this could be a contender for the Oscars. Whoa! I had no clue, man. <laughs> I am so cut off from this world of films and celebration <laughs> of films and you know creation of art. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. The the reason why I wanted to watch this film was the there was a. poster i saw where uh, benedict cumberbatch is looking into the uh, lens and somehow and then then it uh, the teaser said or rather the poster said the power of the dog it was a mysterious title for me and the way you know benedict cumberbatch was uh, photographed it was uh-huh. i thought this i should watch this film it was just the poster that caught my attention and i thought i should watch this film i had no clue until a few days or weeks back that uh, this film got oscar nominations when i saw that poster for the first time my first impression was this is going to be a boring western <laughs> that was the first impression i got yes western yes that's what the poster indicates but boring no maybe i am a sucker for landscapes and you know westerns which have these expansive landscapes which is why i would have seen um, a hateful eight probably at least 10 times different parts of hateful eight um I, yeah just because of the landscape shots so i am sucker for westerns you you don't know that uh, right you know i think every year there are some form of a in indie western which comes out out, yes. out of hollywood right so yes. so when i saw the trailer also the first time i was i was released bothered <laughs> to watch the film but then when i saw it was by jane campion i was oh. like oh, okay this might be interesting or or okay there might be something in this film that's why i thought okay maybe i'll watch this movie 
no true you're right there's so many westerns i think uh, hollywood is enchanted by the the western cinema or in the western myth the legend of the cowboy and everything so uh, so they go back to that we can't watch all of them so anything that catches our attention and anything that in maybe we can just watch it uh, i didn't uh, even uh, know when i saw the poster that this was directed by jane campion i i think this is i think quite i mean maybe the probably few probably one of the few western films which i have seen where they have actually shown us uh, what an actual cowboy looks like <laughs> <laughs> true 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 actually you're right uh, yeah. a, a rancher a cowboy a rancher, rancher. Or, yeah or a cowboy because most of the westerns would have seen will probably would be a bounty hunter or a, a, you know or a convict or you know hmm. very few westerns uh, i would say that you know they, they would actually show an actual cowboy uh, you can take example for uh, brokeback mountain that's a proper cowboy cowboy story I it's, a, it's a, yeah and it's a, it's a drama as well yeah Correct. it's a drama as well yeah so now that you have talked about a reference to another film maybe a similar in the similar genre mm-hmm. um leaving the genres aside if you were to describe this film in a single line okay how would you how would you do that uh, it's a very complex story <laughs> very complex story it is not like what i thought initially it's like you know like you said right you know when you see the trailer it's not so interesting or it's like as it it's quite boring western mm. film but when you actually see the film it's actually a very complex film mm. quite difficult to explain in one sentence mm. that's my take i would <laughs> but try try i know you will take more than one sentence <laughs> but do try um I would say confused guy mm-hmm. uh, trying to you know uh, confused guy maybe frustrated with the world I would say in one way because I don't want to throw a lot of spoilers here so I'm just giving a basic uh, gist of it confused guy basically pissed off with the whole world mm. in a way in a way I'm saying makes sense it it does give some spoilers yeah yeah now how i would put it uh, i'd rather uh, so it, i i would try to define it or rather um, talk about it through the emotions that it made me go through uh, so i would say this is um a western but but probably a sort of a you know, shakespearean tragedy right? yes 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 it yes. is poetic. it's very much it's very much a shakespearean tragedy i'd say yeah it's similar a to tragedy. similar to yeah. shakespearean right tragedy. similar to a shakespearean tragedy where it goes through you know dramatic turns of events poetic if you would like to say it's very poetic yeah in a lot of the uh, departments the elements in which a film works and it's a tragedy so yeah. i was heartbroken by the end of the film uh, oh yeah i did not and i did not expect that i would have that emotion when i started the film yeah so yeah, correct that, exactly same right and and that made me feel really good about this film maybe that's why there are so many accolades for this film but yeah uh, i started this film uh, with a completely different set of expectations and the way it ended i was heartbroken in fact i if you ask if you ask me i would say that i i actually started hating the person you know whom whom you whom i think you might know whom i'm talking about so i yeah, really was... started hating that person i was like oh my god <laughs> i i was like towards the end i was like oh no like okay fine right you know i, I actually felt bad for the other guy so i was like mm. right true so it it reminded me a little bit of uh, rebecca there is this uh, alfred hitchcock film called rebecca mm-hmm. where uh, this uh, beautiful girl 
she falls in love with this rich man goes to the house uh, but then there is always this overbearing presence of the ex-wife and the, i think right? her name is also rebecca right Something yes like yeah, her okay. name is rebecca so that's the entire film is about everything in that house even though the person is not present speaks of her and her. this new person is not able to adjust to that in that house her. so it's 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 what she goes through a kind of suffocating feeling and that that's what our uh, protagonist creates that's the sense of foreboding yeah, like, atmosphere oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. our protagonist creates in the lives of others i, I so, think there is one a new version of rebecca also as well right yes yes there was a, there's a new version of rebecca as well of course that's what people do just remake old classics and you know pass it off as new classics okay. But this one, uh, this is a period film set in 1925 Montana. That's what the film says. Yep. Till the film was over, I was Or like Midwest. 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 Correct. I don't even know where Montana is in 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 the, north, <laughs> on the it's map. North of it's north of uh, the United States. North of United. North. Mid Midwestern. Yeah. North Midwest Canada. of uh, United States. Right. It's quite close to Canada. Right, quite close to Canada, but yeah, um, those who uh, have or those who just start watching the film, you will see that this film is made in collaboration with New Zealand, Australia, and other countries. And you're like, where is United States in this? And it's easy to easy to catch a reference that hey, you know what, this is uh, this represents supposed to represent Montana in 1925, but this is definitely not shot in United States because there are so many references to New Zealand. So, I mm-hmm. people who are interested. in landscape and the beauty of nature you will check that this was shot in new zealand i don't know where oh, really? was it really shot in new zealand of course of course i think somewhere i saw that uh, we thank the people of ontago otago i don't know i forgot that again pronounce that but okay. uh, the, the director he thanks these people so i'm assuming that or rather i know it's shot definitely not in united states but somewhere in new zealand and uh-huh. i'm in love with new zealand man so many films which are so beautiful are actually shot in new zealand <laughs> i mean after lord of the rings if someone had to present this country as a beautiful place this is the film just i i want i i would i i would recommend you to watch the film uh, hunt for the Wilder People by Taika Waititi. He's also a New Zealander, right? Yeah, he's also a New Zealander. So Man, there's so many great wonderful people. So even out. that movie also even that movie also shows a lot of landscapes of uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So you can check out that film. If if you really would love to see a lot of landscapes and uh, you know And then since since we are talking about landscape just let's let's uh focus on you know other things that make the film beautiful uh we will definitely talk about cinematography where landscape is the major part but let's also talk about the acting of the film acting in the film who do you think has like done the best job in the film when it comes to acting i um there are of course few characters I, be, those I, who want I, to watch the film uh why don't you tell them who are the major uh you know actors in the film of course but, but, everyone knows benedict cumberbatch who else is in the film firstly i felt uh i think the most underrated actor i mean in this movie was uh, jesse plemons mm, yeah i mean, I mean though though his style uh, of acting i would say is that's a style of acting but you can actually see his uh, frustration uh, and his angst actually towards his brother and the uh, you know uh, and the things you know which uh, you know he there were there were things where he could not express properly to his brother so that no, was quite I, I evident mm-hmm. on screen because mm-hmm. there were things which he knew about his brother but he did not want to say it out loud and i i think I uh, you know when I when I watched the film I could understand his what the emotions which we which he was going through mm-hmm. though he was like you know that like the younger brother to his uh, to Benedict Cumberbatch's character 
you can understand that you know he still loves his brother but he doesn't want to say anything against him in front of his employees hmm i i he was yes uh and i think there is this beautiful scene of um georgie or jesse plemons where um he breaks down right he down they yeah. he and gerston duns dance in the mountains Correct. and then he just turns away overcome the emotion where he says uh, i don't know he, he says something beautiful about the uh, moment also Correct. yes i think if you take that into consideration yes he did a wonderful job uh, understated acting um, he he held on even though the other three characters were equally good other three characters yep. or actors benedict cumberbatch kirsten dunst and uh, what uh, cody was cody what and what was that i don't know cody so the can, the other three characters out, you can check out his name it's got some it's got a big name is got he's acted in other uh, films also as a kid. I, i know he acted in uh, x men that guy okay <laughs> i've not seen x men so i don't know but he's acted in other f- maybe i think a horror film maybe long time ago i saw when he was a kid okay so um theek so but yeah this guy cody is there uh, kirsten dunst you've got benedict cumberbatch and then you've got jesse plemons yeah. and yes he's an understated actor but i would say cody's i mean i was not able to figure out who was really good cody or benedict cumberbatch but i would say hands down cody i'm uh, not hands down yeah Now, after a lot of debating i would have to say cody has done better than if not Cody I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch's role of as Phil would have been elevated to uh the first few scenes don't present him as um as the strong masculine machismo match you know macho character that he is but it's only when he intra- starts interacting with Cody that's when it comes out that hey maybe he's a bully and maybe he's going to rip other people's heart you know cause them trauma so i thought cody cody's acting was probably the best in the film everyone did really well but i thought cody was wonderful kirsten dunst what do you think kirsten dunst i've actually seen in her in other films so a lot okay, of films, right? yeah yeah i've seen yeah, i've seen her in a lot of other films so it was okay i would say I, I would I, say the same. I would say the same thing even for Benedict uh, Cumberbatch's character also because I see in other films like you know your uh, what the Imitation Game and uh, which was which were his other uh, serious films. Sherlock Holmes. Not Sherlock. I would But say serious, right? Not playful. No, Sherlock was a little bit playful. अच्छा ठीक है. Okay. I would say uh, 1917, which was a very oh, short role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, short role, but there also, you know, there was some traits of the personality, uh, you mm-hmm. know, borrowed from. Yes, other- yeah, you can say that. You know, he always played the macho role, uh, except in. I would uh, say macho. I would say that he played uh, serious roles, very mm-hmm. serious roles, actually. Mm-hmm. So either I have seen him play very serious roles, or I have seen him play, uh, you know, a very sarcastic. फिल Yeah. but yeah since we have seen him do that again and again same thing with jesse probably plemons something different i, I would something different I, which he which he did was probably i would say was a tinker tailor soldier spy oh yes yes this was long long time ago even yeah. before his stardom yes i think probably just and about in that, sherlock 
hit the yeah, theater. He was quite aloof. I mean, if you see his character, he was quite aloof of what was happening in the that in the surround. That was a beautiful film. That was a beautiful film. And then, uh, have you seen this film? Uh, there was a film made by Charlie Kaufman a couple of years back. I'm forgetting the name of the film. This film had Jesse Plemons in it again. It's a as you know as is with most of charlie kaufman's films is very psychological as netflix will put it it they will call it cerebral no okay yeah, so that's also very very um, yeah it's it's a weird strange film what, what's the name of the film do watch i don't know but uh, it was directed by charlie kaufman written by charlie kaufman i don't think anyone else saw the film but because i i'm a fan of charlie kaufman I watched the film, and Jesse Plemons played a similar role of a person who was, um, you know, uh, in control of what he was doing, and also confused and also amazed at how things are happening. But yeah, he played a, I think, a younger man. Uh, so do watch it whenever you have time. I forgot the name of the film. I think it's about I want to kill myself or, or something like that. okay theek hai uh so cody uh, i would say cody was the best actor in the film you yeah. say jesse plemons yeah and I- another reason why i would say uh you know why uh plemons's and uh, kirsten dunst's role were kind of a little bit similar because or mm-hmm. i could you know understand was probably because they both have acted together in a show called fargo in the second season of fargo acha uh, yeah so there uh, there also jesse plemons was was all this is the same kind of a guy who was uh, uh, you know who was stable who knew how to take things forward you know when they were in trouble mm-hmm. okay so he was the the guy who was i mean he he knew that okay it's not going to like you know the situation is going to take to a very dangerous place but he was a guy who was always a little bit stable who would think how to go forward <laughs> Whereas Kirsten Dunst's character was the person like you know she didn't know what to do next and she'd be always be worried. Mm-hmm. Also, here, so you probably here, seen those characteristics yeah, here, before. Yeah, yeah. Here also it's so the similar it's kind of some similar case where uh, Plemons's character was like okay he knew like what is happening so he kind of held firm. But mm. whereas Kirsten Dunst's character was like kind of deteriorating towards the end. So see. this this brings me to the next part of it. Uh, we discussed acting. What about direction? Because how Jesse Plemons should act, how Benedict Cumberbatch should scowl or be sarcastic, or how Kirsten Dunst should present herself as an alcoholic, or how Cody should present himself—all of the decisions are being made by Jane Campion, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about direction? Ah. Uh... what do you think about her direction hmm i pretty much found the i mean does jane campion has uh does it have a you know a typical jane campion signature if you ask me yeah the piano man <laughs> i think she's in love with music and it's a you know lead motive it's always going you, to be there something can, related you, to you can, i've seen bright star also many uh back mm-hmm. i think that also has some you know mm-hmm. it was about which poet i think it was about a very famous uh, english poet actually the story yeah, was with... seen, not seen the film yeah yeah i keep forgetting about uh, so uh, Who wrote, who, who, who wrote the, who wrote the the poem about the, the dose of perception Aldox Huxley no no no, no. i think Aldous Huxley uh, recreated it i think Aldous Huxley somehow related to the dose of perception no no We are going away from this film. Of course, all, all our conversations are like that. We start with one thing and then we move on and on and on. Yeah. yeah But yeah. bringing our whoever is our audience, they okay. also do. Yeah, yeah. Jane Campion's direction. Yeah. 
are you oh, happy yeah. are you like completely blown away by her uh, blown over by her direction or is it just about okay or do you think she's going to win an oscar i don't know is she nominated for oscar as the best yeah, actor i think she, I think she is, is she? Uh, oh yeah. do you yeah. think she, will she win or not because women as directors winning oscars is very rare right so do you think she should i think she's already won it before right no for piano i think she was nominated but it, i don't think so she won i don't know i'm not i did not keep any score but for this film do you think she will uh, which are the other films which are the i have no clue you? but just basis of basis this film okay i'm not so sure <laughs> yeah me too me too all right um so she did make some artistic choices i think um if if there are no other contenders then i think she will because okay. uh, in everything that's in the film you will see her choices and decision making how kodi should walk talk where should the camera be placed and probably i know i don't know about we will talk about cinematography in a while but uh-huh. you can see a lot of oh, yeah. choices that uh-huh. she has made again talking about jesse plemons and how he was you know teary eyed after dancing on the hills with uh, kirsten dunst i'm sure this is a decision by uh, jane campion how he should turn um, what should be the emotion so i'm sure a lot of decisions were made by her and since this is a psychological film uh, to make it brooding to make it as shakespearean tragedy right to get all yeah. this emotion she she's definitely there you will see her presence in almost all the scenes so i won't be surprised if she wins the oscar but it depends okay. on the contenders i don't think there are i i'm not but she is a very strong contender for an oscar so speak, speaking of the oscars she has won an oscar before I for the she... piano Oh did she? Yeah, yeah I thought for, it was for original screenplay. Wonderful. Oh but not for direction. Not for direction. <laughs> Even this film you will see uh, as the credits roll in the end. Directed yeah, so, and written by Jane Campion. So she's got three nominations. Book by Thomas Savage. So she's got three nominations. She's got for best picture, best director and best adapted screenplay. Amazing. For this film as well? No, for this for Power of the Dog. acha acha power of the dog there are the shida got nominated for three things three, adapted yeah. screenplay direction and best picture yeah yeah nice i think she will won she will win at least one uh, and seeing the current oscar <laughs> jury Again, i think things uh, have all changed they become so woke so i would say i think probably she might get it I don't know about but then, but, but irrespective of men or women contenders because you have Kenneth Branagh for oh. Belfast uh-huh. uh next i think probably uh, i mean when you're saying for director right uh-huh. yeah yeah so for director director actually you have i think she's got big competition actually <laughs> i mean these so, names are big we don't know how they made these films right yeah, i i would give you a brush again Okay, I would I would take the you got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Mm-hmm. Then you got uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, and okay. I happened to read about Drive My Car. It it's supposed I think she's it's got some award in the uh, in the uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Oh man! Okay, it's and the Japanese film. And the Japanese film. So what's and, happening with foreign films being nominated and, for? Oscars. And you know that's the best part. You know, uh, <laughs> Drive My Car is also nominated among the best picture. So you got another foreign language film which is nominated for uh, best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, speaking of the other directors, you got Paul Thomas Anderson also in there. What did he direct this year? I have no clue. Where uh, was he even living? Under <laughs> which rock? Fuck me. I would say, uh, and we are living under which rock? That is what we should say. Fuck me, मतलब. Uh, the last time after he made Phantom the film Thread, after Phantom Thread, yeah, he made a picture. So he's go- he made a picture. So I, I went to the theater first day for sure. No one else was in the theater except me, my friends. 
and we were watching the film and we stayed till the end because okay. the film also had wonderful music right so i, I did not see phantom thread oh that again that was a poetic moving piece you should watch i think i should watch that yeah when you say what your film that that's what this film is this is this is created by pt anderson I, I i was i was watching one of the behind the scenes making about uh, uh daniel day lewis's acting about you know how he trained himself to be a fashion designer you know for that mm-hmm. film so I, i saw some bits and pieces of that so, mm-hmm. yeah. so uh yeah. maybe we should talk about uh, pt anderson's film in the next podcast uh, So Let's this film is called uh, Licorice uh, Licorice Pizza or Licorice Pizza Licorice Pizza Pizza is it again an adaptation of book Let me see He's, uh, he's a fan of Thomas Pinchon an American writer he's okay. a... uh, I don't think so that's based on a book mm-hmm. It's not based on a book Anyway, we are digressing. We've digressed too far away from Jane Campion, her chance ah. of winning an Oscar, this film, to something else altogether. Then, uh, the last person is basically your own very famous Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. So, West Side Story? Did he read? Yes, he did. <laughs> And he got nominated for it. Yeah. What crap, man. I I was wondering why did they even remake West Side Story in the first place? I'm like why was it like is it very sarcastic take as in we will nominate you for something that is remade <laughs> and we will mock you in front of a global audience. I see I I've not seen the the, the latest adaptation of West Side Story so I think the original one was by Robert Wise right? Hmm yeah. movie version was by robert wise in what was west side story but romeo and juliet right yeah i think it's kind of like a, a new version of romeo and juliet musical it's a romeo and juliet musical so uh, why do someone what yeah it's kind of like a romeo and juliet uh, musical exactly so why would why would someone remake a remake a remake Crazy, man. Uh, they did not know whom to nominate. So yeah, exactly. Said. They were just wanted five people in the minutes. Uh, anyway, like um, talking about musical, talking wait, about musical you know coming back to wait, 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 Jerry. Talking about musical, this is something that I wanted to talk about. What about the music of this film, Power, The Power of the Dog? Oh, yeah, it was good. Whoa, I got moved. I think along with these four. I would I would say you know characters or actors another thing that was always there present and adding to the storyline changing the storyline make it poetic was the music what what is what is the name of the John Greenwood the Johnny, other day you sent me Johnny Greenwood Johnny Greenwood okay I didn't know the other day you sent me this small bit of music right so it was written yeah. there john greenwood john i i came to know only very recently only that uh, you know johnny greenwood basically is a band member of radiohead <laughs> wow really yeah. that's why okay i don't know radio i radiohead is one of my favorite bands yeah so yeah so <laughs> i didn't know that so i was like wait they're like who is this guy i'm saying oh okay he's a he's a band member of radiohead <laughs> nice And this is entirely classical, if you ask me. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of classical yeah. undertones to it. Yeah, and yeah. Radiohead is anything. I mean, it it has the composition of a classical and music. Since you said about uh, uh, Phantom Thread, mm. he's he's the one who's given the music for Phantom Thread. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> See, so basically, so most, most of the uh, Thomas Anderson films were actually done by this guy. Like, there will be blood. The mm. master, inherent wise. Inherent wise was uh, a book by Thomas Pynchon. Uh, so all these were done by this guy only. Uh, John, Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, Johnny Greenwood. Man, the music was moving, and it was and quite. It was quite minimal, but it was quite impactful, actually. I would say. Yeah, right. 
and the music accompanied by the cinematography right when you're not watching people if there was you know have you heard of pillow shots no so so it's a pillow shot is uh, you know kind of shot where when you're transitioning from one scene to the other okay. so instead of making a hard edit and okay. changing from one scene to the next you show something that's in between so it's a pillow shot so of course you know when you are showing that uh, night is transitioning to day by showing a sunrise uh, yes uh. it is a pillow shot but it's also furthering the cause of the film but you suddenly show moving clouds which is what uh, this film is talking about right you've uh, got the characters doing something and suddenly there is clouds moving and then the mountains are exploding with colors and light and uh, warmth now how is it furthering the cause of the film not much so this is a yep. pillow shot where you are putting this between one shot and the other shot and mm-hmm. now you are suddenly as as a audience you are thinking about the previous shot and also this scene is making you get into that emotion oh kirsten dunst drinking in an alley that was very bad how what you know low deaths and then there is this pillow shot where something as brooding as dramatic is also being shown and i thought this film used the pillow shots so if man the the entire if new zealand is beautiful the cinematographer made it 10 times more beautiful presented it on a platter in such a way and, and even, i think even even i found more, even most of the graphic scenes also quite beautiful if you ask me the graphic scenes as in uh the you know those castration scenes acha okay yeah yeah so they were also shot well what i thought you was referring to were because this is set in 1925 electricity in this ranch is again you know may not be an quite minimal actually minimal so in during the night the sh- uh, were, were taken right to to present the character because of course they um the first scene itself is when benedict cumberbatch walks in maybe very late in the evening or very early uh, early morning so uh-huh. the kind of light that it plays um and there were certain moments i think last closing scene where cody is watching his mother and george kissing through a yeah. glass pane and then there are long shadows of these two because there is a light in the barn perhaps that is yeah. on and you see them right so so i thought maybe they used graphics but i don't know maybe they used natural light so uh, i would say kudos to the cinematographer who worked wonderful man uh, ari wegner i immediately i waited for the name to turn up on the screen uh-huh. uh, when the credits were rolling ari mm-hmm. wegner he's an australian guy or something right i don't know i st- i've not had the time to look at any of these things i just thought i should remember the name ari wegner yeah so i think uh, acting uh, music cinematography more, and direction more than the more than the uh, you know Uh, more than the acting i would say that uh, you know that I, i would give the credit actually to the music the cinematography costume yeah, design oh the costumes also this guy always wears a was it a set design the set, set, set design. designs man yes they constructed a ranch out of nowhere yep. so netflix along with the film you'll also find a 17 minute accompaniment and you will mm-hmm. see that they have actually set up the set of the house in oh, this so scene. so they have actually made that house it's not they like they made the house no it's just wilderness and then they set up this house it's a set yeah okay so the set design also is quite wonderful uh because you will see that when kirsten dunst is moving uh, she was probably a waitress or a cook somewhere in a small mm-hmm. restaurant yeah, and she yeah. moved from, moves from that to this big ranch uh-huh. and her room the pastel colors the uh, wallpapers 
you know how they speak up and how in each room there are different kind of wallpapers and motifs right so yeah. that that comes across so if so so you are saying that each had uh, they purposefully yeah. set the design in such a way that it would actually give character to the story is it like what you say yes 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 definitely and uh, i think that scene of cody um you know stepping down from that vehicle and walking towards uh, the tree where there are there's a bird cooing and mm-hmm. he doesn't care about the others uh, making fun of him because of course mm-hmm. cody cody seems effeminate right looking wise so his yeah. mannerisms are effeminate so there are other ranchers who are making fun of him but he doesn't pay attention to them yeah. so this is all a set that is designed how they should be seated and what makes them look like ranchers and uh, what are the tools that they should be having all of them are wonderfully uh, you know put in place i have a question for you yeah uh do you think uh cory's character or so that is peter mm-hmm. uh do you think uh, peter genuinely uh, had uh you know a liking or let's say a respect towards uh phil's character mm, great question so um yeah so there was a question that i wanted to ask you maybe both are linked uh, the title of the film the power of the dog what do you think it means um because that's... it's related to as in my interpretation of the title and what you are asking me about are related uh, so i thought let me ask you what do you think about the power of the dog because um i am not aware of bible and the verses in the bible in the last scenes of the film we see cody uh, go through bible in certain lines and it is mentioned uh, psalm 22 and there is some reference to the power of the dog so i don't have a context can you psalm 22 basically it's like it's like a poem where you, uh king david is actually like you know praying to god saying that you know uh like you know why you have actually forsaken me you know uh like to the bulls or to the world you know uh that you know it, like you brought me into this world to do something but you kind of abandoned me or you know uh like why you put me in such a state where i i don't see hope so and it's it goes on to say that you know will you deliver me from the sadness and bring will you bring me joy you know that's how it kind of ends actually so first of all me like uh, so in in one of the phrases it goes like you know will you deliver me from you know the power of the dog because the dog is supposed to be the uh, it's supposed to be not be like your normal dog it's basically a wild dog will you deliver me deliver me from wild dogs you know from their mm. cunningness or you know from their evil basically will you you know get me out of this evil that is what the bible verse basically means so oh. when ha huh, so when he when you see the movie ending when you see that you know they deliver me from the power of the dog basically means to say is that you know that you will help me to get away from this evil that's what indirectly it means Oh. <laughs> that's Okay. That's that's quite different from how I interpreted the title. Okay. So I thought it was simply uh, you know uh of course someone has to be uh the dog, right? It's the term dog is referring to one of the characters perhaps and I thought it is probably Cody uh mm-hmm. because in my interpretation yeah yeah correct cody is it's the dog it's possibly a very simplistic interpretation where a dog is a loyal animal and does what you are asking it to do does your correct. bidding now yeah. cody in the initial parts of the film is someone who is uh, very submissive and is taking uh, a lot of bullying or uh, he's not able to express himself he's a loner he's an introvert he's doing things uh which probably girls do right so so the idea is that my interpretation was possibly cody or peter is the dog 
mm-hmm. and through certain things or certain scenarios or experiences in life you will get to see that even a dog is very powerful and then you have this is the power of the dog uh, and and uh, i thought that was an appropriate interpretation and when there's one particular scene where phil is looking at the mountain and his fellow ranchers come to him and say what are you looking at phil and they're like we don't see anything else and he's surprised or they can't see it but ah. when phil and peter are standing and phil is also phil phil both are standing next to each other and phil asked peter peter what do you see and without flinching peter says i can see the jaw of a dog wide open mm-hmm. and phil is surprised can you see that when did you see it now and peter says no the first time i came here i saw it as a matter of fact now mm-hmm. so i thought this was in reference to hey he recognized it maybe he saw himself in it so yes my interpretation of the power of the dog was possibly correct was my understanding and this scene um is probably an answer to your question do you think peter genuinely is taken a liking to phil um uh, i would say no i think peter has always been so there was this, there's a dialogue where he says my father told me that there will always be obstacles and you need to remove the obstacles yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so peter has very early on figured out that uh, phil is an obstacle so yeah. and and he never displayed a sense of affection except in one particular scene where they are smoking a cigarette right uh yeah. except that scene it was always phil showing trying to show the affection and right. and i did not um until the last scene where phil is taking that rope right mm-hmm. uh, phil wants to give the rope to peter i thought yeah. phil always wanted to show a, uh, teach a lesson to peter so i did not think there was a sense of affection he was amazed he was surprised he was happy or, or he he probably had a confused you use the term confusion right yeah, yeah. probably phil was confused about um the perceptiveness of peter but i never thought he was really affectionate towards peter until that last scene when he is staggering but he still wants to give that rope to peter rope yeah yeah but i show. never right and i never believe that peter was affectionate towards uh, phil it didn't i don't think i don't think he was affectionate to anyone except for his mother except for his mother yes and i i believe he sees phil as an obstacle uh, because you know phil's attitude towards his mother because if you yeah. see all the film he tries mm. who are actually an, you know who treat his mother in a different manner mm. and when he sees uh, you know his mother and uh, uh, you George. know the Jesse Clemens uh, character unite right that is when he's happy yeah so he knows that he, he you know uh, george is not going to hurt mm. and is quite happy about that uh, yeah happy about that true and even even uh, see even much before that also uh, you know when uh, that is uh, rose that is your cousin dance character yes. mm-hmm. she uh, sells off that uh, the rawhide right so when yeah. she yeah. sells off the rawhide so uh, is agitated phil phil is like phil tells to peter saying that you know what from now on it's all set for you he says mm. life is set for you because nobody is going to come in your way right right because he knows that he's lost already no i thought that was another moment where he was very affectionate towards uh, peter uh, phil was affectionate towards peter because he was so happy that he was uh, he, no, he would be able to complete no, no. the rope No 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 that is much before that line comes much before he gives the uh, the raw uh, the rawhide mm-hmm. he, well, he I tells thought, him, I yeah, I, that, I thought I remember that he I think he says I have a cowhide I will give that before, but before that he says to him that see from now on your life is all set he would say mm. okay and that is when he actually tells you know what I I've actually got rawhide with me mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to use it you can have it he says mm. 
Phil's character put, I mean Phil basically lets down his whole guard. Hmm. His feelings right. for uh for Peter so can, I think I think more. I think we can talk for another hour about Phil's character and <laughs> the term that he was confused, no? I think yeah. what exactly was it describe Phil? I think Phil yeah. is a Phil is a very enigmatic character. and also as i said tragedy i yeah. was heartbroken at the end yeah, yeah. man i didn't expect that they shouldn't have done it yeah. thomas savage shouldn't have done it hmm. yeah that's so, about it i we 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 uh, <laughs> we can go on and on man we are digress a lot also in it Yeah, but we can also go on and on. There's so many things that we did not even touch upon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, people who are really interested to watch this film, uh, you can go to Netflix and watch this film. It's very much available. So, you can watch. Don't watch uh, it on your mobile phones. Watch it on where you can soak in the uh, landscapes. Yeah, but but please don't watch it with your family. I mean, if your family is quite cool with it, means you can watch it with your family. But but i would suggest yeah you have to watch it on a big screen yeah just go ahead watch it with your family as well if you so want it's fine just if just watch it. let let them also understand um normal human emotions right correct yeah these are not i might be wrong i might be wrong so yeah you you can watch it with your family yep So that's about the, this film. The reason why I said the reason yeah. why I said don't watch it with family is probably because there were there are some scenes of nudity in that. So it's fine. I think people just are okay with that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people should be okay with that. So uh, what, what next? What next, Jerry? Uh, when are we meeting next? What are we talking about? uh but not decided anything yet so maybe in the coming days we'll let you know what uh, we are going to watch next sure. that is okay sure please Hello? please make it pt andersons what was it <laughs> licorice i'm not sure if the the movie is out oh it's not even out Sorry, but how can how can it be nominated to oscars i know it's out uh, of the us it's out of the us it yeah. has to be released in the us market not the american market yeah so hmm. yeah. okay guys thank you for uh, joining this session uh, we'll meet you next time see you guys see you good night <laughs>